Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill you. We'll play some competitive sports once in a while, would it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, hour two of two here on Football Sunday. If you're just joining us because you thought we were on 9 to 11, joke's on you. We've been here for an hour already. You can listen back on the Les Show Tires podcast after the show if you'd like. But you'll probably be watching the NFL anyway. If you got fantasy football questions, text them in, 503-250-1080. We'll get to them at 930. Hater to love it coming up in the next segment. But to begin this hour, it's time to have a eulogy for one Joe Fisher's favorite quarterback and favorite team. Okay. <laughs> Dak oh, Prescott. My God. Passed away. Whoa. <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> Dak Prescott's leg passed away last weekend. It tried to bend the wrong way and leave his body. It failed. Mm. They put an air cast around it. But Dak Prescott out for the rest of the season. Andy Dalton in. Hey, Joe, at least you have the best backup quarterback in the NFL. I'm being serious. Yeah, well, it's better I, than like I don't know. The, the, <laughs> Sage Rosenfeld's coming in. Is he still yeah, in the league? Yeah, the, the goal is is not to use the backup quarterback though. So I mean, just well, know. right. But having a good backup quarterback is better than not. I'm I'm done. I'm just I'm. Are you done? I'm wrapped up with this season. Yeah, because Joe, the NFC East is a dumpster fire, and you can still win it. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I'm you know, <laughs> I'm stoked. If you can't hear it in my voice, I'm just absolutely elated right now. With Maybe Andy Dalton's going to be great. You know, where's honestly, your positivity, you know, Joe? Honestly, uh, I was, uh, I, I wanted to call Joe so bad last week, um, but you didn't. That's probably good. You don't want to no, pile on. No, I wasn't. Moment. I wasn't going to pile on just because. Man, listen. The one thing I don't ever want to do, I don't ever want to see anybody get hurt. Like that sucks. I, I, I hate to see you know when athletes or you know especially when this is your livelihood. I. We don't know if Dak Prescott will ever come back and be the same quarterback. You know, when you have an injury like that, 
you know, you have to get it out of your head first. You know, you look at somebody like Derrick Rose who busted up his knee and was just never quite the same. Gordon Still Hayward. pretty good. Gordon Hayward, you know, Still just kind of not the same. Just never quite the same, you know. And so I'm I'm hoping that I was just telling Joe and during the break, I felt so bad because you know, we're piling the Cowboys more more so because Cowboy fans are irritating. Sorry guys, but they kind of but they kind of are. And Dak Prescott for me for the past few years has been like a a middle of the road quarterback. Good, but nothing special about him, you know. And then last year, I really thought he took a step forward and became like, okay, this this kid is he's getting it. And then this year it's like, no, he's got it. Like he's he's figured it out and he's become a top seven quarterback in the NFL to me. And so it was like, yeah, man, he's finally to the point to where he's figuring out, you know, who he is as a player and he's not trying to be someone else. And he can just kind of finally be Dak. He was so exciting to watch. And then something like this happens. And it was just like, I've, I felt so, so bad for, for him, for his teammates, for, and for the, for the first time for the Cowboy fans, I felt so bad for, you know, to have this guy who's who's seemingly a good guy, yeah, you know, doing the big mental health push yeah, and, you know, and being honest about his own which depression is really, that he suffered, which is and, really which is really hard to do. You know, men and we know guys, you out there listening, it's hard for us to talk about our feelings and the things that we're going through. Uh, the way we deal with it in most cases is we talk to our friends and we have a beer or we have we you'll smoke something or whatever the case is, and that's kind of that. But Dak was really trying to put light on the fact that men, as men, especially like men. We go through stuff, and it's hard, and something you need people to talk to and figure that out. And he's a champion of of mental health, and, and I I applaud that. And so, me too. It was really really tough to see this kid, you know, have his leg twisted all up, and you know. So hopefully he can get back. He's a hard worker, so we're hoping he can get back to where he needs to be, where he wants to be, and he's stronger and everything. But man, if you're Dallas right now, yeah, I, I hope you're understanding. Uh, what you have or what you had, you know, in, in this quarterback because didn't give him that contract that he was asking for, you know, probably should have got it, but now he's hurt. So we played on the franchise tag, which is like what thirty million dollars. Thirty million. So it's not, it's not. He's not cheap, you know. So it's just, it's one of those things. It was really, really sad, and um, hopefully he makes a full recovery. The Cowboys need him, and Joe is still kind of saying like, man, we don't need to make the playoffs this year. Or, you know, we can make the playoffs because the division's crap. And I was like, all you need to do is get there. And Dak is good enough to where if you get there, you have a shot. Like, all oh, we've seen wildcard teams win the Super Bowl before in the last 20 years. We've seen that we've seen it happen. So, Wasn't it last year or two years ago where a 7-9 and nine team won the first round? Was that I last year? I don't remember. Was it? Well, I, I know the Seahawks did it with the beast mode run way back in the day. But I, yeah. I feel like there was one very recently where it was like, oh, that team won in the first round? What was the what, what was Tennessee's record? Was it the Eagles? Because the Eagles remember. weren't. I mean, the NFC East has been the same for like five years. Yeah. Everyone finishes 8-8. Eight and eight. I can't remember. But this year, I, they're all going to finish 4-12. and 12. But we've seen it happen. You know, we uh, that, that <laughs> 4-12 and 12 team that making Steelers the playoffs. Team. Could you no, that, imagine? No, that would be crazy, right? But <laughs> if they make it, hey. But that Steelers team that uh, won the Super Bowl in 2006, the uh, – the, the Giants in 08, you know what I'm saying? Like the Packers in 2011, like it happens, you know? So we'll, we'll see. And I'm, I'm just hoping for the best for, uh, for Dak and, and for, you know, if you're, if you're um, Mike McCarthy right now, you're just, ugh, no, this is not happening to me. Like, by the way, Mike McCarthy, not impressed. Oh, not impressed. I'm surprised he hasn't been fired yet. 
<laughs> he just got hired. All right. What does that mean? What does that mean? Like, we knew Mike McCarthy was bad. Joe, I'm, I'm curious, man. How do you feel about that? Because we knew McCarthy wasn't great when he was in Green Bay. Well, he was good. He Was he, because was he, he good the, or was Aaron Rodgers good? Well, that's what I'm saying, because he had the benefit of Aaron Rodgers. Play calling-wise, we ripped him constantly. Yes. So why pick it? Was that a good get for you guys, Joe? I mean, I don't know at this point. I mean, I just... He's so depressed. Yeah. I get I mean, it, man. I've the been first, there. I mean, I'm going over their uh, schedule just to kind of, like, retrace Radio my thoughts 7. of this season. I mean, the first game against the Rams, everybody was killing on them because they're like, oh, same, same old Mike McCarthy, conservative. Not, I mean, a lot of curl routes, outright, like, just not going downfield. Um, they ended up having to play a very different game against the Falcons because they got down like 28 to six and had to come back in that game. So it was just pass, 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 um, Seahawks, Cowboys. It got into a shootout. So kind of same thing there got absolutely killed by the Browns. Same thing. Had to come back in that game. Pass, 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 pass. So the defense has been so bad that the criticism that he's not running the ball with one of the best running backs in the NFL is not because he's not running the ball, but because he can't Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because that was my criticism is that like you have Zeke and you're really not using him very effectively. It's kind of hard to implement your game plan when your defense is as trash as it is and puts you in a 20 point hole right out the gate. Even against the Giants last weekend, it was like they scored 14 points in the first quarter, which they had, I think, six in the in the first quarter all season long. So they had to, again, climb out of a hole right away. And before halftime, I think they were leading, but still it's the first game is what you saw of Mike McCarthy that you've seen all along, just conservative. And now he's trying to take this quote unquote analytics approach, which he's never had before. And trying to seem like the old man in the room that gets it now. And, oh, I know how the game, how it's going and everything. And it just hasn't been able to play out because they've found themselves in these deep holes right away from the get go. So we'll see what it's like with Andy Dalton going forward and, it really depends on how this defense plays. I mean, but there's nothing that says it's going to be any more encouraging going forward as far as defensive play goes. For I was going to say, so. I don't know if this makes you feel any better or worse, Joe, but defense across the NFL is terrible this year. It's true. Um, the bottom one, two, three, four, five, six, seven defenses this year have given up 30 or more points per game per game. That would be the saints, the Raiders, the Vikings, the Lions, the Falcons, the Jets, and the Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys, by far the worst defense. They've given up 36 points a game. The Jets are the second worst at 32.2. They've given up four more points a game than the Jets. So, defense not great. But defenses are not great across the league. <laughs> yeah. Just a little note. And that's then they got, I thought that was interesting. That's, that's, the, that's the, you know. Hey, the Ravens are giving up 15 points a game. Not having so. any, uh, that's not having any real contact in training camp. That's not having a preseason. You know, guys didn't really get a chance to. Tackling is something. It's an art. You have to you have to know how to do it. And they keep good at it. creating rules to make it harder and harder to play defense. And then yeah. what does this defense get? Have fun with Kyler Murray and Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, good luck. I did bet the Cardinals minus one and a half this week. <laughs> it's probably a smart decision. <laughs> uh, I, think Rob, I think Rob took Dallas plus one and a half. And I was like, bold. I mean, the Cardinals have been a weird team because everybody thought they were going to take care of the Panthers last weekend. And they didn't. And so they've been very much up and down themselves but um again they have one of the best defenses in the nfl 20 points a game well, there you go news for me but um 
it's just yeah, I'm I'm not encouraged when you got to play a wide receiver core like that. And the Cowboys secondary, I mean, at all levels, they they're not bad, but I'd say their secondary is the worst of the three units on defense. So yes, have fun. Good Although luck. The worst secondary is probably the Falcons. I'll be, be rooting fair. for you. All right, coming up next, it is time for hate it or love it. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, that music means it is time for Hate It or Love It. Joe will ask us some questions, and then he will award us points or deduct us points based on our answers, and the winner gets to host the last segment but the last segment's in two segments because we got to do fancy scramble first at 9 30 but you know we changed things up because we got to what do you got for us today joseph okay uh so we started this show not only talking about uh covid amongst uh college football but also the nfl if they're doing the right thing they've had a reshuffle games tuesday night football which we saw which ended up not being that good of a game no it's terrible uh, but who the hell needs to practice anymore, right? What is practice? The Titans just practice. Uh, we talking know, about practice? Proving that, uh, yeah, take a few weeks off, do a couple Zoom meetings. We're fine. We're good. Hey, um, what did they put up? Like forty-five points in a good defense? Yeah, it was pretty wild. I ended up taking a nap halfway through that game. Solid nap. When uh, I was at work. I couldn't take a nap. Sorry. So, uh, with the games being reshuffled, I think last weekend they said they had to reschedule like eight games. It was six or eight, something. I can't remember. Uh, Hate it or love it, there will be a week 18. Oh, man. Ooh. Well, I'm going to say love. I think it's going to, I think there's going to have to be. I mean, I, I said it a couple of segments ago, I think the NFL's starting to figure it out, but there's going to be enough covid that it's going to force the league to continue to change their schedule and i know they don't want to i know they, i know they want to keep the playoffs where they are i know they want to keep everything as is and all scheduled but one thing i learned this week that i didn't know is that the nfl actually holds on to their venue for the super bowl for the entire month so every week of the month of february they have that venue just in case so they can move the playoffs back a week they can get rid of the Pro Bowl. They already got rid of the Pro Bowl. So there's already that dead week in the middle. They could move some weeks back here and there uh, to allow for a week 18 or an added week at the end of the season to finish some games. I think it's too tough with the contact sport, with all of it, to, to assume that through week 17, all the teams will have played all their games and everything's going to be fine. I think that's I think that's too challenging to, to say yes, for sure, that's going to happen. So, yeah, bye. There'll be a week 18, and uh, there'll be like three or four games that have to be played on that last week. Uh, yeah, I love it. Um, unfortunately, like COVID is still very unpredictable. Uh, we don't know exactly what's happening. We've seen teams that say a few guys aren't coming. We've seen teams shut down the entire facility for, uh, for their players and for their team. So we don't know exactly uh, what's going to happen. What we do know is there more than likely is going to be more games canceled and there's going to be more games that are going to be postponed that's almost a a a certain you know 
I, I can almost guarantee that that's going to happen. So because that's going to happen, obviously it's going to mean putting some games off and making sure you can fit those games in there. So you might see a week 18, week, week 19. You know, there's a very good chance that, they, you know, the Patriots haven't played in, I want to say, what, uh, two weeks? I want to say something like that. So, uh, oh, no, not Patriots. Who was it uh, we talked about a little earlier? Uh, a team hadn't played in, like, two weeks. The Titans. The Titans, thank you. The so, Broncos are coming off 16 days. Yeah, so that's, I mean, so you have to put those games somewhere. And moving into Tuesday sounds like a good night, but you're also talking about moving programming from those days, uh, and we don't know exactly what that programming might be. So I think it's going to be uh, an issue, and I think it's an issue with the NFL. I don't know anything that thing about the Super Bowl and having that venue for the next month because that definitely helps out as far as trying to push your playoffs or push the playoffs back just a couple weeks if you need to. All right. But if you're not going to make the playoffs, I think, you know, just call it a season. You know, <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you're you're any team in the NFC East, just call it a season at week 15. Like, oh, we're good. Just pull an NBA bubble. Yeah. Uh, you we, remaining we, teams yeah, we're gonna just play the, the rest. Next two weeks. <laughs> it's all good. We'll take these L's. You terrible teams, you're done. Your season's over. Um, speaking of seasons being over, we talked about Dak Prescott last segment. And with that, we obviously have to try and figure out what the hell that all means for the Cowboys and contracts and everything with him going forward. And there is a report that Jerry Jones is considering giving him the franchise tag for next year as well. So hate it or love it, Dak will get a franchise tag for the second year in a row. Uh, love it. Um, you know, un- unfortunately, like, uh, the, you don't know what you're going to get from Dak Prescott, so you can't really give him a max deal as he gets back because there is a, a chance. I'm not going to say it's a good chance, but there's a chance that you don't get the same quarterback back that you had before. Man, you had somebody that was mobile when he needed to be, and you had somebody that could was starting to really become an accurate passer, and now all of a sudden he's not there. Like, what does that do to somebody's psyche when they come back? We had a texter text in a bunch of names of some of the guys that were able to come back and come back you know, as good or better than they were before. But that list is always really short. Also so, some names on there that weren't too encouraging. Like Sam Bowie. Like, okay, some of those names were great, but like Sam Bowie isn't one of those names that you should ever point to as far as an injury and somebody coming back and, and being better than they were before. But so you just have to do a good job of looking at the free agent list for next year. And honestly, the free agent list isn't great. You know who the best free agent is for the like, year 2021 for uh, as a quarterback? It's Dak Prescott. And so if you don't give him, then what is your option? Go ask Cincinnati how well Andy Dalton worked out for them. I'm going to say love, too, and it's because I think Dak's willing to accept it because it's going to be, what, $37 million for one year because it's going to go up from this year. There's a pretty steep price to pay for franchising ta- franchise tagging someone two years in a row. Uh, and, I, I mean, I agree with Rashad's point. I thought it was a good point. How do you know how Dak Prescott is going to come back from his injury? You don't. You think he'll be fine. I mean, at this point in our our lives of sports, a lot of people come back from these injuries and worse, and they're the same or better even sometimes. So we don't know, but there's a risk involved. So do you tie your franchise to a guy on a long-term deal for the NFL, and he comes back and he's just not the same? He doesn't have the same speed. He can't get around of the pocket as well. He doesn't trust his legs, so he, he doesn't – you know, step into the pocket or risk making any sort of risky plays. That's tough. So yes, the Cowboys will pay a lot of money for him on a one-year deal for the franchise tag, but I think that's the only smart move to be sure that you know that Dak Prescott is healthy enough to take the long-term deal and be your franchise quarterback of the future. I did hear something interesting too today. Uh, I was watching a little NFL game day morning when I woke up this morning and Michael Irvin made an interesting point. He said, Cowboys are two and three. Andy Dalton's their quarterback. 
what if they just aren't very good without Dak Prescott? And they find themselves in a position where maybe a Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is, is going to be there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of teams in the NFL who are worse than the Cowboys. So the chances of that are slim. Um, I'm looking at the Jets and the Giants, pretty notably. Lions don't look very good either. Um, do you do you draft a Lawrence and just let Dak go? You know, I think that's another option that you could do depending on how the season goes. But uh, seems unlikely. It's just a thought. I so almost, he'll take the franchise tag. I almost want to give you a point for bringing that up, but I also want to deduct it for getting my hopes up like that. Because just just don't do that to me. Don't play with me. It like could that. be one of those. Hey, you got the worst defense in the NFL on Andy Dalton's your quarterback, so yeah. you never know. So draft a quarterback. It's three of, it'll be three of them. Next, I mean, Trevor Lawrence and the kid Justin from Ohio Fields. State and Lance uh, – or Trey Lance. Like, yep. there's going to be three of them at the top of the board. I like so. how you know the North Dakota State kid's name, but not the kid from Ohio State. <laughs> I thought that was kind of Yeah, funny. Justin yeah. Fields, yeah. yeah. You just said the kid from Ohio State and Trey Lance, and I'm like. Trey Lance is a cool name. Yeah, well, he's pretty fun to watch, apparently, yeah, too. Yeah, it's a cool name. Not that so. I've watched, but from yeah. what I've read. <laughs> uh, speaking of someone that's been cool to watch, former Oregon Duck quarterback Justin Herbert. He's hey, been Bear. Hey, Bear. He's been Hello. looking at fantastic uh, not exactly in the wind column which is an unfortunate um and by the way i uh, got way too excited for what i thought was the game winning field goal against the chargers and did not notice that it went off the upright literally he's yelling in my home out of excitement for herbert finally getting the win and uh, i know because when it hit the upright it looked like it was going in yeah and it just fell forward yeah. it was a trick of the camera lands yeah uh like i said got way over excited for that um so it's unfortunate to see him lose again, but man, he is the real deal, looking really good to start off his NFL career. It's hard to see him regress to a point of being terrible and not being a uh, future, maybe pro bowler starter for years to come for the Chargers. So let's think about this year alone. Hate it or love it, Justin Herbert will be your offensive rookie of the year. Oh, I mean, he's just won rookie of the week, back-to-back weeks, so love. Herbert's look great. Look, I'll eat. I mean, I know it's been four weeks. I'll eat crow early on. I didn't think Herbert was going to be a great NFL pro. Watching him in college, he didn't handle pressure well. He didn't go through his reads well. And sometimes that translates into them being better in the NFL for some reason. And maybe you can now point the finger to Marcus Arroyo being a terrible offensive coordinator more to Justin, Here we go. more than Justin Herbert having struggles at the college level. I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. Watching Justin Herbert the last couple of weeks, he's looked better than almost any game I remember watching him at Oregon. He's looked incredible. He's seeing the pressure. He's rolling out of the pocket. He's using his legs. He's got a great... We knew he had a great arm, but he's been very accurate. He's been making the right reads most of the time. He has had a couple of picks that have been rookie kind of picks, but you kind of expect that. I mean, that play in the beginning of last week's game against Kansas City... Not Kansas City, uh, New Orleans, where... He had three guys unblocked into into his face. And he rolled to the right. He's fast enough to get away from all of them. And he threw a dime to Keenan Allen in the end zone. That was, I was like, oh, my God, Justin Herbert has arrived. Like, he's been playing well. But that kind of play was so, so impressive to me based on how we watched him struggle with the pressure in Oregon and struggle with making the right read sometimes. So, love. I mean, rookie of the year, he's already, uh, yeah. Let's go. You know, Joe, I'm not the kind of guy that likes to say I told you so, but yes, I are. told you so. Yes, you are. When Lynch for years sat over there and hated on Justin <laughs> Herbert for not being not being able to read a defense and not being able to put the ball in the right spots and not being able to, hey, man, not being able to see the pressure. 
what did I was saying the whole time? Man, look at he the doesn't stats. have. You said look at the stats. Look at the stats. And also, man, he doesn't have the guys around him that he's supposed to have. Like all the, this past year when he was uh, his last year at U of O, man, all his receivers were hurt. Everybody that he was supposed to throw the ball to, all of his impact players didn't have a run game. When was the last time you saw a University of Oregon without a run game? He was pretty much their entire offense. And I said, once he goes to the NFL and he plays with better athletes, he's going to be a better player. And what do you know? First game kind of struggled. Second game struggled. Third game, okay, much better. Three three touchdowns in the pick. Last game, he was damn near perfect. Four touchdowns, no pick. That wasn't his fault, the reason that that team lost that game against New Orleans. They should have won that game. I'm looking at a guy who's going to be – They've been close in every one. Every one of these games, and they just been, haven't been able to pull it out. They're, they're doing the Charger thing to do, which is, like, be super close and almost win the game. Lost by – Just figure out how to do lost that. Lost by three in overtime to the Chiefs. Lost by five to the Panthers, lost by seven to the Bucks, and lost by three in overtime to the Saints. You know what I'm saying? So he lost to Mahomes, he lost to Brady, he lost to Brees. You have to put that in there, too. He and didn't Teddy lose. Bridgewater. Yeah, yeah, okay, and Teddy Bridgewater. But, you know, he lost to three people that are for sure going to be Hall of Fame, uh, fame, fame players. So I'm looking at this guy saying, why can't he be the next great thing over the next – 10 years or so. I'm looking at this young group of quarterbacks, and if Justin uh, Herbert plays anything like this moving in for the uh, moving forward for the rest of his career, he's going to be one of the best of all, all of them. Absolutely. I love it. All right, I'm going to scrap the last question so that we have plenty of time to get to the fantasy scramble. And with that being said, your winner is Rashad. I don't know, man. Some, some of us just walk in the light, man. I just happen to be one of those guys. Be careful. All, All the right. deck points. Don't go. <laughs> don't go. You can't do that, Joe. You can't. That's that's doing what you said your son was doing when you guys hooped. You know what I'm saying? You know, give me a technical for what? Rashad, he is the master of the game. He can do whatever he wants. Oh, I suppose. If you wanted to deduct points and make me the winner, he could. He could. He could. It is his right. But Joe's the homie. He wouldn't do that to me. As you just said, you're like your son calling you a cheater when you're hitting a three-point shot. Mm -hmm. He's my homie, though. Yeah, that's the homie. All right. But in your face. Uh, Get your fantasy questions in, 503-250-1080. We'll call our friend Jesse Osmond, and uh, we'll help you out with those coming up next. But first, Joe has sports. This is what you get when you wait until the last minute. It's your pick. Fine, whatever. This guy. A kicker. I like kickers. Listen up, you fantasy coaches. Mike and Rashad are here to save your butt with some last-minute injury news and roster advice. The only reason my team finished as terrible as it is because everybody on the team was hurt. Literally every single player on my team was hurt. This is Fantasy Scramble, part of Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. All right, it is time for the Fantasy Scramble. It's been a long time since my team was that bad. Well, you don't even have a team right now, Rashad. I don't, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying, like, I've I've been winning some leagues and at least finishing at the top of the top of the league like i deserve a better you don't even have a team look look that is funny i the fact that you hate it so much it means i'm never going to change it you have to understand that the fact that you react every single time to it why would i ever change it well it's unfair it's funny it's rude it's not rude it's funny it's rude you know like yeah just keep poking fun at my failure like that's not fun some friends you guys are it's a funny clip that's what friends do okay all right. All right. Jesse Osmond is, Jesse joining, Osmond us is joining us now. Jesse, you're we're echoing a little bit. There we go. Um, we uh, we have, uh, we have uh, Jesse as our fantasy expert here, and uh, we will answer as many of your questions as possible. 
on the Fantex on the First question, half point PPR, pick three. Uh, Edwards Allaire, Juju Smith-Schuster, Ronald Jones, or Kareem Hunt. I'm going all running backs on this one. Juju's been a little bit inconsistent, and uh, Le'Veon Bell is actually uh, inactive today. So Edwards Allaire, for now, still the lead back in Kansas City. And I like Ronald Jones and Kareem Hunt as well. So I'm taking all three running backs for you in that question. Uh, Yeah, I'm probably taking the running backs as well. Juju, you know, is Juju Smith-Schuster. But, you know, again, you're talking uh, PPR. I'm definitely going to take running backs first. Yeah, this has got to be a, a running back sweep right here when you're looking at um, the, the amount of touches that all three of them are getting. The um, Hunt right now, obviously, the number one back. He is a just top five back every week until Chubb comes back. Edwards Alaire still probably going to be your your number one guy. You know, I, I think you're going to find that Bell's going to come in and be more of the passing down back, but he's still going to be really useful going forward. And Ronald Jones, this this might be the last really really good spot that you get to play him this year. And Fournette is coming back; they're going to work him back into that offense, but he'll still probably be that Bell cow on first and second down. Half point PPR tight end Tyler Higby or uh, T.J. Hawkinson. I'm going to go with Hawkinson on this one. So Higby. I still feel like has a lot of potential this year, so maybe don't drop him. But they started using Gerald Everett a little bit more last week, and his targets have gone down the last couple of weeks, whereas Hawkinson's targets have been much better, even if his actual performances have been a little bit inconsistent. So go with the guy who's seen the ball more. I'm going to go with TJ Hawkinson. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going TJ Hawkinson as well. He played well last last week. He only had two, uh, two receptions, nine yards, but one of them happened to go for a touchdown. So if you're looking for points, uh, probably go Hawkinson. I'm. Uh, this is one of those one things. I I probably would go Hawkinson ninety percent of the time if I'm looking at a matchup where I just feel like I'm looking at an uphill battle. I would throw Higby in there because I think he is the guy that can get you a three touchdown game. It's just um, probably unlikely. You're looking. This is looking a lot like last year where Gerald Everett was very good for a couple weeks last last year and then. Gerald Everett went out. That's when Tyler Higby was really good. So you're starting to see what happens when these guys are are in the on the field together. It's 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 a timeshare, and there's there's uh, a really high ceiling and there's a really low floor. So if you need that high ceiling from your tight end, then then go Higby. But otherwise, I would go Hawkinson. A half point PPR: Philip Lindsay or J.D. McKissick. Well, Melvin Gordon, I don't think is playing today. I think he's about to get a three-game suspension for the DUI, so I, I would pick Philip Lindsay in that one, uh, just because he's going to get the most carries. Yeah, Philip Lindsay. Yeah, Melvin Gordon at home didn't make the flight to New England. He is actually dealing with strep throat, so um, he wasn't uh, even and a DUI. with the team. <laughs> yeah, so that uh, it was just a, a bad week for Melvin Gordon. He does have a, a three-game suspension coming at some point. Um, and they don't have to wait for things to um, go through the legal system the way they used to because of how they restructured uh, the collective bargaining agreement. So he might be gone. I like Philip, Philip Lindsay in this spot. I think they're really going to try to get that running game going so they can get lock, locked in today because he is also starting. So this offense is going to be about as good as it's been since week one. So, um, no fans, but they are going to start his old college mate, Albert Opuwebenam, today. So they are still going to have a really athletic tight end down in the end zone area. So um, I, I really like Lindsay. I think they're going to feed him today. Uh, Julian Edelman or DJ Chark? Again, half point PPR for this one. Uh, this one's tough. So Chark is the better like touchdown threat. 
But Edelman's getting a lot of targets from Cam Newton. Now, the last two weeks, he did not play well, but Cam Newton wasn't the quarterback the last two weeks. Um, so I'm going to go with Edelman in this one over Chark. Chark is active with an ankle injury, but Minshew's been sharing the ball with all his receivers. It's been he's, uh, Chark has had a couple of good games, but it's been kind of inconsistent goings there for those receivers. So I'm going to go with Julian Edelman here, who's been still averaging like seven, eight targets a game. Yeah, I'm going to go with the better quarterback there, and that happens to be Cam Newton. So he actually loves Julian Edelman because Edelman is always in the right place. And for if you're a quarterback, especially uh, for slot receivers, man, you want to make sure that, man, I know I can put the ball here, and he's going to be right there to catch it. Julian Edelman is almost Cam Newton's uh, safety blanket. And so he's almost kind of playing – it's weird – playing the Gronkowski role as far as somebody that's going to be open over the middle seven, uh, four to seven yards just to catch those balls. And so I'm going uh, Julian Edelman. Um, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm thinking uh, you're, you're looking at a, a Broncos defense that's getting A.J. Bouye back. He's, he hasn't been there since week one. He was looking good until um, he went down. The secondary should be much improved since uh, what we've seen weeks two through um, four basically. So I, I kind of honestly want to stay away from Edelman. I think there's more upside with a guy like Chark. Um, uh, in PPR, obviously, there's a safer floor with Edelman, so you can take that with what you will. But I personally would roll Chark out there. I have a really good feeling about this week, but at the same time, that's a feeling, and you're also a little risky with a guy. He was limited. All week, he was basically a game-time decision. It came down to, I believe, uh, late last night, earlier this morning, that they said that he was going to play. So there is obviously risk there. So if you want the safer play, go Elderman. But I think the higher four is the chart. Half-point PPR pick to Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, or Chase Claypool. Uh, so Taylor's now the starter in Indy. He's been getting about 15, 16 carries a game. Um, he's not catching the ball a lot. So that will hurt you in PPR leagues. Uh, for me here, I'm going cup and I'm going with the hot hand and Claypool. Claypool was insane last week. Absolutely. Um, I know that there's a lot of, uh, not a lot, a lot, a lot of options, but I know big Ben likes to share the ball around in that offense, but I'm going with the hot hand in this one and going cup and Claypool cup and Claypool. Um, you know, I, I very much like Claypool this week. I was waiting to see what happened to Deontay Johnson after that exiting with that back injury. He is not playing this week, and that is what allowed Claypool to do what he did last week because until last week he's been an ancillary piece that they've been getting involved, but it's been in between four to six touches a game. Last week I believe he had 11 targets, and then he also had uh, two to three carries on the ground. So they got him heavily involved. Those are basically running back type numbers there, which allowed him to do what he did. I'm excited for him this week. No Deontay Johnson locking him in. Um, and then it was the um, Cooper Cup or Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, man, I traded for this guy this week. I'm excited for him. I do think he's going to have a big, big, big week. I think he has the safer floor, and I think he has great upside. I think I'd roll him out. All right, need three receivers, non PPR. Who do I start? Here's the list: Beckham, Cooper Cup, Hollywood Brown, AJ Brown, or DJ Moore. Pick three. I'm going to go with Odell Beckham Jr. I have a gut feeling about him this week having a good week again. He's been a little inconsistent this year. I know Baker's banged up, but I just got a gut feeling against the Steelers. He'll have a he'll have a, a good game. I'm going to go with Cup, and I'm going to go with A.J. Brown, who first week back from injury was the favorite target of Ryan Tannehill, who was looking very good. Hollywood Brown is a little bit too inconsistent for me in that Baltimore offense, which spreads the ball around really well. And uh, D.J. Moore, eh, 
I don't know. Out of, out of these guys, he's my least favorite. So I'm going to go OBJ, Cup, and Brown. Uh, AJ which Brown. Brown. Oh, AJ Brown. Uh, I'm also going to go uh, uh, Cup, Odell, and AJ Brown. Um, I really like what um, Stefanski's kind of let Odell Beckham do. Looks like he's kind of looking more and more like himself or like the Odell Beckham Jr. that we're used to. Um, so, yeah, those are the three I'm going to roll with. Um, I'm actually going to go Cup and both the Browns. Obviously, we know why we're doing AJ. That guy is a superstar in the making. It's it's incredible what he's been able to do so far early in his career. Um, Cup is that basically that red zone safety valve for golf, and um, I think he has a solid um, chance of getting in that end zone today. And then, and then I'm honestly Marquise Brown. I understand the frustration with him. He is on track for. Um, over a thousand yards this season, only three touchdowns. But if you watch closely, uh, Lamar Jackson has missed him basically on a deep touchdown every single game. It's bound to start connecting. And I mean, every game he has missed him on a wide open pass with a straight shot. No defender. Come on, Lamar. <laughs> Um, all right, let's uh, let's get a couple of rapid-fire ones here, Jesse, so a little bit quicker answers because we were running out of time. Uh, DJ Chark or Julio Jones, I'm going to go. If Julio's healthy, I'm playing. I'm going with Julio. If I mean, Julio's healthy. It's that simple. If Julio's healthy, you play him. Jesse there? Oh, we dropped him. We lost Jesse. Okay. <laughs> now you just have to listen to us. Well, no, no, no. You don't need to call him back, Joe. We're, we got a break anyway. Um We'll answer a couple of these questions uh, back through the text line. There's a couple more that came in. Um, so we'll get to those in the break, but we do have to go uh, because we're already four minutes over. And Rashad gets to host the last time because he won't hit it or love it. Oh, that's tight. Uh, so thank you to Jesse. And uh, we will talk to him next week. And uh, we'll be back here on Football Sunday on the Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 9.50, Sunday. What's today's date? The 18th? There it is. Uh-huh. And... Glorious! Sounds good, doesn't it? I don't know. I just get a... I just get a good feeling that comes over me when I hear this song. Man, it's inspirational. Fantasy Somebody, scramble threw me off uh, forgetting this song here. It happens, bro. Don't worry about it, man. But uh, somebody who's, you know, somebody who's listening to this song. I my mic on because I'm a professional. Oh, man, it, it happens. I do that all the time. Literally <laughs> once a show, I forget that my microphone isn't, isn't on. At least you got to hear the song. Yeah. Sometimes it's forgotten. It's an forever. awesome song. Yes, it it's an awesome song. I think the Rays were kind of singing this last night. You know, I'm sure after. Uh, you that, to, are you going to talk some baseball, Rashad? Well, I mean, why not? It's the only thing that's kind of you know. And they did take down the what people My are considering the, ready. the evil empire of the year and oh, okay. the Astros oh. just of the year. They also took out the evil empire because they beat the Yankees. Yes, you know, but you know, the Astros is the if you can believe it, the Astros have been the most hated team in baseball this year. I think even more than right. the Yankees. Yes, rightfully yeah. so, because they're cheating bastards. Yes, yes, let's but go. I'll, I'll be honest. How funny would it have been? And I'm not a baseball no. fan, so it would have been funny for me. Funny. But if Houston actually won, no. that would have been hilarious. No. 
you don't think that would have no. been a little ha ha? I don't want the Astros in the in the World Series. I don't want them to get the benefit of uh, this weird season and making it to the World Series when they didn't finish over five hundred and they're cheating. No, yeah, a holes. Yeah, I mean everybody cheats though. It made me happy that Jose Altuve, the no longer lovable baseball elf, the hateable baseball elf, uh, had the yips in the postseason yeah. in the series, and he had another play in game seven where he bobbled the ball and allowed base runners. And it just made me happy. I got a little nervous because Wednesday night uh, when we were doing the show, I think the Rays were up three Oh at that point. And then I even floated out the idea. I'm like, God, how terrible would it be if the Astros came back and won this series? And so I was getting and a little, all up, of a sudden <laughs> I was getting a little nervous there. I was like, Oh my God, please don't happen. So could you imagine the MLB? Like they must've been shaken. Because they were like, oh, God, we can't have the Astros in the World Series. We didn't punish them nearly enough. No, you didn't. You know, because there's no, no, you didn't. Because there's no way you cannot talk about the cheating scandals. Like, you have to, you have to mention it. Like, even as we move forward, you know, with the, with the Astros, we're always going to mention them cheating. Yes, the they, they will forever be known as the trash canstros. I mean, for God's sakes, we still talk about that White Sox team, and that was 200, uh, 100 years ago. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So the Black Sox, you mean? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but either way, uh, the Rays win. You know, Tampa Bay wins four two over the Astros. Man. And look, I hate the Rays, and I will root for either the Dodgers or the Braves. Game seven today, by the way, uh, in that series. Two game sevens in the LCSs. How about that? Yeah. Um, I think I'll, they said first time that's happened since '04, uh, where both championship series go to uh, seven is, games. <laughs> what was '04? Who was the World Series in '04? Mike might Uh-oh. remember just from Uh-oh. his uh, facial Uh-oh. expressions. Never mind. Was that the Angels that- uh, winning that series? I'm dead serious. I'm not trying to, like, poke the bear here. 04 was Red Sox coming back from down 3-0. Oh, oh, that's right. Damn. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Damn. Right. They made a movie I about mean, that. nothing happened that year. What? <laughs> I think the Angels were, like, 03 or something like that. Uh, 03 was oh, Yankees-Marlins. Jimmy Fallon made a whole movie about 05 that. was Angels, I believe. Maybe that was the White Sox. Years, teams. Oh, two mixed up. was oh two. Yeah, oh two is Angels. Oh two is Giants. Angels. There you go. I think. God, Patrick's way better at this than me in terms of remembering all the World Series by the years. Oh three was Yankees. Marlins. Oh four was Red Sox. Um, who did they play? Because they won first time since nineteen eighteen. Cardinals. May, it might have been the Cardinals, and then I think oh five was White Sox winning it that year. I believe maybe it was oh six. I'm I'm in the ballpark. I can't here. remember. Yeah, I'm in Ish. the ballpark. Ish. So, uh, how does how no does Dusty feel were... about his his Astros? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's being cocky about it. Officer Potter, one of our P1s of the station, is a big Astros fan, and every time they won, he would send me a GIF of the Astros, and I was like, dude, I think Dusty, you guys cheated. Like you you can't. I mean, okay, you, you're winning. Cool. Congrats. So I worked with uh, Dusty on Friday. He very much takes the angle that he's not gloating. He's not, you know, cocky and anything. It's just more so that they like. Is he smug about it? It's just one of those. He takes the approach like, yes, it happened, but it can't take away the memories from the last 20 something years that I've been rooting for them. And they're like, they're like my family. They're, you know, I accuse my team of cheating all the time, supporting them for so long. And your team has been proven as a cheater. I, I, I don't think it has. Where? <laughs> Where? We can explain everything that ha- that's happened. We can explain it. Yeah. It's not a problem. It's those video cameras that were recording practices of another team. And well, they were it, we, we deflating were recording, football. Were we recording and... like the Cardinals or the Titans or somebody terrible at that point? Like, 
you know. Well, it doesn't matter. You're it's recording okay. the other team. Like, yeah. You're recording the Jets, first of all. Yeah, okay, exactly. It's even worse. Like, what do we we really need to watch the Jets film? Apparently. Practice? No. Come on, Bill. No, we don't need to do that to beat you guys. All right. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week, 9 to 11. We're back at a normal time next two weeks. And then we have a show off, I think, three weeks from now. So 9 to 11 next week, 9 to 11 in two weeks. We'll still do Fantasy Scramble at the same time at 9.30, leading you into your fantasy football week. Good luck in that this week. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and uh, we will see you Sunday, 9 o'clock. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.